Hi there. I am so excited to invite you to attend our fourth annual free virtual special education and advocacy conference. We are hosting it here at Ashley Barlow Company in partnership with Rebecca Poe Teaching. And we are so excited for a few new things at this year's conference. The first new thing is that we have not just one, but two different tracks for attendance. For the first time ever, we have created a track that is specific for school staff and teachers. We also still have that traditional track that we intend to be really great for parents and caregivers in the IEP arena. So yes, we have a teacher track and a parent track. On that teacher track, you are going to learn about things like easier data collection, gestalt language processing, behavior reading, and other super hot topics in special education practice, as well as advocacy. On the teacher and caregiver track, you're going to learn about stress management for caregivers, using adaptive books, something that I have really kind of um, dove into here at my own house, inclusion advocacy, advocacy strategies, and so, so much more. That free ticket will give you one pass, one access to one presentation per hour on the track that you choose, either that teacher track or the parent track. Of course, if you are not available on January 19th or January 20th when the conference is taking place, you can buy tickets to access the conference on demand. And those tickets, of course, are available at our website, ashleybarlowco.com backslash conference slash 2024. Check out the website for more information about ticketing. This year, we also have something super exciting planned. We have decided to make this a two-day event. When I partnered with Rebecca Poe Teaching, I told her that I really feel like School districts, disability organizations, and other community organizations need to start providing trainings that are accessible to teachers, related service providers, administrators, parents and caregivers, and other community members that are interested in IEP support. What if we all attended the same training? What if we all learned information about special education practice? curriculum, how to read evaluations, that kind of stuff, about special education advocacy, how we can collaborate more, how we can work together, and even about special education laws. What if we all attended those presentations and we workshopped them together? So together with Rebecca Poe Teaching, I have created the Empowered Workshop Series, and we are excited to bring it to your organization or school in 2024 and beyond. If you are interested in having Rebecca and I bring a workshop to you, you can see a preview of the Empowered Workshops on January 19th, the Friday before our main conference programming. For more information about that, either send me a DM or check out the website, again, ashleybarlowco.com backslash conference dash 2024. We hope to see you January 19th and or January 20th and can't wait to connect with you. Welcome, 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 welcome back to another episode of Special Education Advocacy with Ashley Barlow. I'm Ashley Barlow and I'm so happy you're here. 
Welcome back to another week of the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking negotiation, which is probably my favorite topic. You know, I love to talk about inclusion. I love to talk about reading. I'm real big on behavior. And then I like to talk about negotiation strategy. I was a mediator before, actually until about a year ago, I was still mediating family law cases. And I think that alternative dispute resolution was probably my favorite class in law school. I actually wrote my essay to get into law school on the idea of bringing people together. So yeah, negotiation strategy and this idea of bringing people together through conflict without letting it get adversarial and mean is something that I'm really passionate about. And so we've talked a little bit about this concept before here on the podcast. I went back through my notes, but I was, as I was brainstorming topics for this quarter, I came upon this issue and it stood out like an angel with a halo on or like those little lines that come off of a star. What do you call those? Like the burst of the starburst. And I was like, yes, I am. I don't think I've talked about this. But on the podcast, in the past, we have talked about the negotiation strategy that's like so simple, you almost forget it, of knowing what you want. And I've said, you know, I've gone into meetings before with people that have no idea what they want. They seriously do not know what they want. And a lot of times I will even have clients, you know, I, I develop a list with my clients of you know, tweaks to the IEP or, I mean, I guess they're all tweaks to the IEP, but like, I would like this accommodation and I would like to change this goal and I would like a reading goal and I would like weekly communication and those kinds of things. And sometimes still at the end of the day, you know, you can get 12 out of 13 asks from the IEP team and your client will still say, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And I'm like, you didn't know what you wanted. Because we got everything on our list. We made a list together. We got everything on our list. And you need to celebrate the fact that we just got 12 out of 13 things on our list. So the idea of knowing what you want kind of leans into this idea. What we're going to talk about today are some fun acronyms. We're going to talk about the concept of WATNA and BOTNA. Your WATNA and your BOTNA. What the heck is your WATNA and what is your BATNA? So your WATNA is your worst alternative to a negotiated agreement. And your BATNA is your best alternative to a negotiated agreement. So let's start off first. I'm going to talk to you about negotiated agreement here in a second. But let's start off, start off right now and talk about what, you know, kind of like the general idea is within this concept. So we're talking about basically making parameters around one particular issue. So we're taking one particular issue or all of the issues, all 13 things on our list, and we're saying what could be the best possible outcome and what could be the worst possible outcome. And then within that range, we are also deciding what would be okay for me. Let's take this scale and let's say, that it's a, that something would be more tolerable or less tolerable. And let's move on. I'm kind of looking at that like synchronize, synchro, 
Is that what it's called? A synchronizer on synchronizer? I don't know. Whatever. Like what DJs use when they slide up the bass and they slide down the treble and all of those things. I don't know what all of them even are, but they slide them up and slide them down. So if I got a little bit more of this and a little bit less of that, would that be tolerable? If I got a little bit more of this and a little bit less of that, would that be tolerable? What is the parameter between the worst alternative and the best alternative on each individual issue or on the entire package as a whole? Now, this, of course, applies to buying a car. It applies to negotiating your children's weekend schedule. It applies to the discussion with the soccer coach. You know, it just it applies to so very much. Everything from multi-billion dollar agreements down to, you know, buying a car. So the idea of setting your parameters is really what we're talking about here. And remember, we're talking about your worst alternative to a negotiated agreement and your best alternative to a negotiated agreement. So what's a negotiated agreement? I mean, you know, listen, I don't think that every IEP has to be a negotiated agreement, but at the same time, it actually is, right? Because as we have said, the IEP team is a team and the parents are an integral part to that team. The, the federal law says that parents are an integral part to that team and get, you know, parent participation rights and all of those rights that parents have. And so we're kind of charged with this idea of negotiating. We're charged with this idea of coming to agreements and working together in order to develop at least one great document called the IEP, which is going to generate the plan and the programming for each child throughout their, throughout the year. And so the WATNA and the BATNA are your parameters within that negotiated agreement. So we could be talking about the IEP. We also could be talking about, you know, some kind of due process discussion. So the reason why this topic, you know, kind of like shown to me as a as a beacon of light right now is in my practice as an attorney, I have had a lot of outplacement cases, cases where along that continuum in the least restrictive environment, we have decided that the school cannot meet the needs of the child and the child needs to be educated elsewhere, at least for part of the day. And you know how I say that legal decisions are to be determined under the shadow of the law. These special education decisions are legal, right, because they are founded in the federal law idea and then the regulations and your state law and the guidance of departments of education, federal and state. So the same thing would then come into those outplacement decisions. We need to decide our WATNA and our BATNA on those decisions. We need to decide how much money we need, how much time we need, whether or not we went to school to facilitate the IEP or if we went to waive that right. All of those little components then come into that sliding scale. Sometimes it's just about money. And so we need to know, okay, we've spent, you know, that's, some of those places are very expensive. We've spent $250,000 this year. 
Would I be happy with 175? Would I be happy with, obviously, your worst alternative there is nothing. And your best alternative is the 250. But it's, it's very rarely that easy, right? It may be 250, and they say you can go to school here forever, and they say that he's going to get this extra therapy, and they say that they're going to do blah, blah, blah. That would be, you know, more common for the best alternative. So we're looking at what the law provides, which is never black and white or very rarely black and white. And we're looking at what other options might be available. What else might work? So the worst alternative and the best alternative. Once we determine what the worst alternative and the best alternative are, then kind of the last step to this negotiation strategy is thinking, what would be okay for me? And really seriously thinking about what would be okay for me. Now, one caution is, you know, I say to clients all the time, all right, so we know that we would like this, 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 and this. And if they say no to this, then whatever. If they say yes to this, then whatever. You know, all of the if-then situations are going to happen. One thing that happens a lot is school teams can think creatively, right? They are in charge of their team. And so we go in and say, gosh, you know, it would be great to have this. And they're like, well, we can't do that, but we can do this. And it's something that you have not considered at all. You know, it's not if A, then B. It's if A, then, oh, well, we could do R over here. And you're like, that would work. I was at a discipline meeting at the end of last year, and we were trying to figure out a placement for a child that would decrease anxiety, keep the child safe, help out with a bunch of other situations that actually could impact other people in addition to the child. And so, you know, we had gone in thinking about the child's current schedule and only about the current, the child's current schedule. And the first meeting was with one administrator who said, no, 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 no. And I was like, all right, we need to get a different administrator in here because that certainly didn't work. And so we came in with this other administrator and this person said, you know, we said, OK, here's where we were and we wanted these five things. And the, the first person said no to all five. And honestly, I kept talking about our five things. And all of a sudden, a sidebar conversation was happening between the new administrator and the person that had said no. And I was hearing things like what if or maybe or Mr. So-and-so that I had never heard of. And so I just started chatting with my clients. I started like the meeting kind of kind of like fizzled at the moment. And we weren't really like advocating or talking or collaborating. But I could tell that they were doing something. They were brainstorming something. So I chatted with my clients and, and continued to kind of like listen to their ideas before they were ready to present them. Well, they came up with a totally different idea. Right. They came up with something that was like brilliant and something that we could not have considered because we don't know everything that happens inside that school. So it wasn't something within our botna or our watna. It was something completely different. And that was OK. It was tolerable. So we had to say yes to that because it was awesome. It was a great idea, a great proposal. It kept the child safe. It kept everybody else safe. It kept it was, it was going to address behaviors of all of the things that we needed. It gave us the time that we needed, all of the things. But it was totally different than what we had anticipated. And we had to be open to that, even though it wasn't on our list. So that's kind of how you determine your botna 
and your WADNA. You decide whether or not you're looking at a negotiated agreement. You decide what your best alternative and your worst alternative are. Then you decide what would be acceptable to you, whether it's on one issue or it's on many issues. And then you allow space for the decision to maybe be something that isn't in your parameters because the other people in the negotiated agreement process come up with some other idea. I really hope that helps you in your negotiations. I see it being so, so helpful when I guide my clients through discussions at the IEP table and beyond. It is definitely an important life skill as well. Knowing what you want and the parameters that, that might be okay to you can really, really benefit you in negotiation. I will see you next week. Same time, same place. Have a great week.